the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Some days I'm going to be heavy on the economics. Some days I'm going to be heavy on the politics and the ramifications they may or may not have on your portfolio. I'll always try to do a good show for you. Um, hopefully it's listenable. <laughs> There's some radio shows and television shows on finances that they're a little tough to get through. Um, anyway, one of the things I want to do is get you to the point where you look at wealth as not a bad thing, but as I need certain amounts of it in order to fund my retirement. Uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. It's that time of the season where I always seem to have a little bit of lung butter. Um, a couple ah. things. Yeah. Um, every year you should have some new financial goals and you should be able to sit down and write them down and you should be able to be honest about them. I've got a horrible story that I heard yesterday from one of my friends that, uh, her mother's had a couple tiny strokes and her dad kind of lost his job a couple years ago as he was about 52, 53. And he decided that, you know, I'm going to take a year or two off, kind of blow through a little bit of savings and kind of figure things out and go back to work. And when he went back to work, he was making a lot less than when he was fired or let go due to downsizing. Well, now she's learned that her mother has stolen money from her sister and that her mother has basically been spending money at Amazon on stupid things and hiding them around the house. Um, so there's a problem there. But she's also learned that the house that she grew up in has got a foreclosure notice. And as of two months ago, she was trying to talk to her parents about money and where they are, where they stand, what what it's going to look like, what happens if one of them gets seriously sick, what happens if one of them dies. She's got a sister who's not successful, and her father has a uh, brother who is uh, mentally incapacitated. I think the word is retarded. Um, I don't know what the pl- correct political term is at this point in time. 
but he is a high needs, high needs adult. And high needs equals money. So her financial world got shook yesterday. And, you know, I, one of the things I told her, I said, take a little bit of a break. You know, they're your parents, but, you know, don't get mentally caught up in this and, you know, take a break. Give yourself a breather because it sounds worse. It's worse than it is. But, you know, you got to be able to breathe. She's kind of freaking out. Um, so one of the things I recommend is learn how to write things down and learn how to talk about them. For instance, um, in the next year, if you get a raise, what are you going to do with it? That's something that, you know, I have a plan on before I do get a raise. Uh, keep in mind, I work in radio and television in the financial planning world, and it's not always gravy. So sometimes you have to save your raise. So I plan on that on a pretty regular basis. Let's say I'm planning on 3%. And let's say I get 5%. Um, initially, I was going to save 1.5 out of that 3 and now I'm going to save 2.5 out of that 5 what if I don't get a raise? I'm going to try to save a little bit more money somehow. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I think people make is they invest their windfalls. So um, I don't gamble like I used to. When you're younger, you can find yourself in a casino, sometimes in Vegas, sometimes in Reno, sometimes in an airport kind of thing. But I've got a good mind for playing blackjack because I stay tight with the rules. And single-hand blackjack's pretty easy for me to stay with the rules. It's when you get in the six deck and the auto-shuffling decks that you kind of can make some big mistakes. And when I was younger, I had this policy of if I was playing with $1,000, the moment I earned 1000 I basically walked it up to the room. Or I gave it to someone to walk it up to the room and put it in the safe. Um, you have to invest your windfalls. And gambling has a windfall, but so does, you know, your parents who left behind money. When I was 18 years old, a person, maybe I was 19, <clears throat> person behind me uh, rear-ended me. And it was kind of funny because I've got two brothers who are attorneys, and um, I was hurt. And I didn't realize how bad I was hurt at the time of the accident, which is a good lesson to learn. Um, but the woman who rear-ended me, she gets out of her car and she's super apologetic. She goes, my foot slipped off the brake. I'm like, please don't tell me anything. Like, don't make this worse for yourself. Um, so whenever you get pulled over by a police officer, whenever you're in a car accident, you don't have to disclose everything. Um, I think my brother David taught me when I was like 15, 16, and he's, he was just trying to pass on a lesson of don't drink and drive. Um, as a, you know, ambulance chasing attorney, he had to bury many families, uh, daughters or sons who got drunk and drove or someone else got drunk and drove and got into a car accident and killed him. But one of the things he told me was that police officers sometimes will have like 17 questions that they're going to go through and they're all designed to get you to be guilty. Have you had anything to drink today? Yes or no? No. Um, well, the next question is, you know, when they get the blood test, if, why is there alcohol in your system? So you're a liar kind of situation. Um, so be careful. Uh, but back to that whole point is uh, investor windfalls. I got into a car accident where someone rear-ended me and uh, I got a $3,000 settlement for a neck sprain. Um, what's interesting about that is at the time I felt great at the car accident scene, but later that day when I went home, you know, I tightened up. 
and it didn't take long for me to get back and do a little bit of uh, physical therapy, and it wasn't horrible. But I took that $3,000 and I invested it. So I looked at it as a windfall. Um, I look at tax refunds not as a windfall. I look at it as you gave the government your money for too long. Uh, you overpaid your taxes. But I still treat it as, okay, save it, don't spend it. A lot of people think of, woohoo, um, <laughs> which is kind of silly. So um, another thing you should try to write down for your goals is, you know, Last year, did I? How did I do my 401k? Did I match my 401k? Did I, do I feel comfortable with my 401k strategy? I do something where I put in a thousand dollars each paycheck. So after eight months or nine months, roughly, I've maxed out my 401k. So the last three months of the year, I've got a little extra ching in the paycheck, and it feels kind of good, especially during the expensive time of the year where you tend to travel and throw down money for family and gifts and things along those lines. So I always make sure to babysit my 401k at least twice a year, but especially at the end of the year, I like to see how did I do and what's my plan for next year. Um, if you don't have an emergency fund, you should have an emergency fund, um, which is kind of sad because I've got a, a family member down in L.A. who he lost his job three years ago, and he's really kind of putzed around in getting a new job, but... Uh, he's gone through all of his emergency fund. An emergency fund shouldn't be for looking for a job. Um, it should be for a true emergency. But now he's gone through savings. He's gone through emergency fund. He hasn't been saving. He's going to have to rebuild his emergency fund at some point in time. Uh, it stinks to see that happen. So try to be a little bit conservative with that. Try to save $10 more this year than last year, $100 more, $1,000 more. Whatever you saved... Look for next year as the year that you're going to save a little bit more. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One of the things I try to pride myself on, and it's very tough for me to say this without kind of feeling goofy saying it, but I was just watching a story about a pipeline and protests. I don't know anything about it. I know so little about it. And every now and then I get on Facebook and I've got a friend who's all about the Sacramento Basin and water and things along those lines. And 
I don't know much about it. What I do well at is create money and help you accumulate wealth. Um, don't ask me for advice on the environment. I don't know. Um, don't ask me for advice on football, your fantasy football league. I don't know. Um, and that's one of the most powerful things you, I think you can learn is when to shut up. Um, and a lot of times I'll just sit there and listen. So I once was involved in one of these tests, which is pretty fascinating. That <clears throat> you know you're doing a team, have you ever done a team building test where someone comes in and he's like, okay, here's the thing. And he gives you a little manual, <clears throat> and there's 20 people, and he breaks you up into groups of five. He goes, okay, your plane was traveling towards Canada, and it's the cold winter season. You have to read all the stuff. And the plane goes down, and, you know, everyone survived. But you only have these 20 items. You have to prioritize 1 through 20, what the best items are, you know. And you have to look at the map and the terrain and figure out how much snow there is. And um, What was interesting was, what I did was I came up with my list, and I wrote it down in pencil. And after you write down your list, you're supposed to get together with a group and you're supposed to argue why yours is the best list and, you know, go that direction. And what I did was I just listened to everyone. And the people that made the most sense, I rearranged my list. So when it came time to turn in your list, um, I had 18 out of 20 correct. And it was one of the highest scores the guy had ever seen. And basically he said, how did you do that? I said, I listened. Instead of trying to use my own brain, because I'm not a guy who's ever gotten stuck out in the snow, I don't know, do you need water pellets, or do you need a tarp, or do you need a knife, or do you need fire, uh, or do you need a mirror? Um, you know, One of the people was like, oh yeah, you can use a rope for securing a tarp, but you can also use a rope for taking little strands of it out and uh, using it as fishing line. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, you know how many fish I've caught in my life? A sad and pathetic zero. Zero point zero. I went fishing two or three times, um, and I caught zero. I had a fishing box. I had fishing lures. Um, I was fascinated by the whole process. And then when push came to shove, I couldn't do it. I was awful at it. I was a disaster at it. So, and uh, you start to fish, and like you're, you got your line out there, and you're like, crap, what if I actually catch something? And uh, that starts to freak you out. So just throw it out there for you. Because um, I, don't, I don't think fish like to be out of water, and I certainly know they don't like to die. Um, but they're getting like, fish don't have brains. Probably right. They may not have, quote-unquote, a soul like I do, but I certainly don't know anything about it. So I kind of keep my mouth shut for that one reason. And... Uh, Try not to get in where I don't do well at. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I promise is if you listen, I'm going to do my best to get you to retirement. A lot of people have little or no retirement savings. Um, about 64% of Americans have less than 50000 saved. About 26% of Americans have less than $1,000 saved. And that's going to equal poverty in retirement. And what's funny about it is <clears throat> most people are like, I'm worried about health care in retirement. And they don't even think about income in retirement. A lot of people have this false notion that Social Security is going to pay for everything. It doesn't. It doesn't even come close. 
So 60% of Americans are, are, are scared about health care um, and the cost of it. And we've seen Obamacare get launched, and we've seen it become way more expensive than we thought. And healthcare costs in retirement can be massive. So if you're basically 65 year old, year old, 65 years old, and you have a spouse, um, you could expect to fork out about $260,000 on average in retirement, and that's just the average. A lot of people spend a lot, lot more. You can increase your odds of spending less by getting healthy and staying healthy, you know, exercising, eating nutritious foods. I go to the gym every day, and it's kind of funny because I'm puffy. Uh, but I see a lot of people there whose lifestyles are have to be pretty close to miserable, as they can barely walk, but at least they're at the gym, um, trying to do the right thing. I've always said that you know this is going to be my last job, and once I'm done with this, uh, I don't think I'll have the speed. I don't think I'll have the energy to do a morning radio show ever again. So I've been doing it for 20 plus years and it gets to the point where you're like, really? Am I going to get up at 4 o'clock, 4.30 again? And you stop for a little bit. You take a vacation, a week off, nine days. And uh, you're like, it's tough to get back into. So um, a lot of people think there's going to be no taxes in retirement. That's just false, wrong, not a smart idea. Um, you're taxed on your Social Security, which is just to me, it's almost Monty Python-esque. Okay, the government's going to give you $3, but they're going to take, you know, 75 cents back. Well, why not just give us $2 and a quarter? Um, it's kind of cute, right? You're going to get some special tax breaks. For those age 65 or older, you can use a higher standard deduction than the rest of uh, Americans. Standard deduction is $6,300 for a single filer and 12600 for a married couple. So that's a lot of money. In retirement, you could lose a lot of money uh, pretty quickly, and it's not as easy to get it back. And this is one of the reasons why it just it kills me to see senior citizens, you know, scammed out of money. And you know, I, I don't want to say this loosely, and I don't, I I do want to say it loosely, but the thought is is real. But I think anyone who rips off children and or elderly should be almost put to death. I think it's one of the most vile crimes to to hurt a child and or to financially rob a senior citizen um, on something they just don't understand. So you could lose a lot of money very, very fast. Most Americans plan to retire after the age of 65 or not at all. And sometimes you get to age 60 and you're, guess what? You're downsized. Age 57. I have a friend here at Cron Television. Uh, she wanted to work two more years. She was just a person who answered phones. And uh, ABC Cutter. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Shocking headline coming. Are you ready? I'm not Taylor Swift. But I could probably write music. No, no, no. No, no, no. I could probably write really bad poetry. I just need someone to do the music and to sing it for me. Because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. And when you're 15, feeling like nothing's to figure out but count to 10, take it in, this is life. Before you know who you're going to be, 15. Okay, right? I know you're saying that's really, that was a dramatic reading, Rob. It kind of was. Why in the name of heck would I be talking about Taylor Swift? Um, do you know how much money she made last year? Uh, do you want to take a quick guess? So, she was one of the highest paid musicians of 2016. Okay. Um, she was actually the highest paid. So she smashed the Rolling Stones' North American touring record. She sold millions of albums. She had seven-figure endorsements with Keds, with Diet Coke, with Apple. Um, $170 million last year. Um, and I throw that out there because she's not just a singer-songwriter. But she's a brand, and I push you to figure out what is your brand. Uh, my brand is, and no one could beat me on radio with this, is I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you, you know, straight up, uh, I'm not going to pull any punches. If you haven't saved enough for retirement, I'm going to tell you. So she pulled in 170 million bands. Boy band, One Direction, pulled in 110 million. Um, that's the top earning boy band of all time, but that's also four or five guys until Zane left. I'm so, so, so embarrassed that I know the name Zane. Um, so they have to split that money, and there's a manager, and there's a lot of people there. Again, same thing with Taylor Swift. Um, Madonna came in, well, Adele came in third, pulling in $80.5 million. Madonna took the fourth spot at 76.5 with her Rebel Heart Tour. Um... And then Rihanna pulled in $75 million to hit number five. Not too shabby. Again, that's all pre-tax income. So you better pay your taxes, but there's ways not to pay taxes. And that's what wealthy people do. They figure out what states to incorporate in, what states to live in. Um, you know, Why do so many celebrities and athletes have homes in Florida? Because in lawsuits, they can't take your home. Um, things along those lines. You've got to figure this stuff out. So Taylor Swift, I tip my hat to you. And uh, I think she's 23, right? She's somewhere around there. How old is Taylor Swift? Um, and I'll be honest with you. I think she's managing her brand in kind of a silly way now. Because she's 26 years old. Um, how many more years does she have uh, until she's not over the hill, but until she's not, you know, Ariana Grande is 23 years old? Justin Bieber's 22 years old. You know, how long until Taylor Swift becomes too old, right? So she's managing that brand really, really, really well. But 
her love interest thing is kind of getting kind of silly. So she needs to change the story there ever so slightly. So manage your brand. Let's bring in a brand of a CFP. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's one of a kind. Uh, CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk pillars of retirement income planning. CFP Chad Burton has a list at his website, newfocusfinancial.com, that you can go and download. We'll do some webinars based on this because it's a lot of good hardcore content that needs to be fleshed out. Let's talk about one of the items on the list and bring in CFP Chad Burton. Maximizing your marginal bracket and fighting the IRA tax trap through IRA withdrawals and Roth conversions. This sounds complicated. It it, it kind of is, okay. um, and it's very contrarian to what a lot of people have thought about in terms of retirement planning, what a lot of um, wannabe financial advisors that are even on TV talk about, which is people focus on, I'm going to pay the least amount of taxes today, okay. rather than doing long-term projections and paying the least amount of taxes over time and having the least amount of tax legacy to your heirs. Um, and there's a very key period of time, which is between retirement age, whatever that may be for you, and age 70 and a half. At age 70 and a half, you are forced to take money out of your 401ks, IRAs, 403Bs, 57, 457 plans. You have to take money out, even if you don't want to, and you have to. So the, the problem that people get into is the first several years of retirement, they spend their cash, and then they spend their taxable accounts because they think capital gains are lower. Um, and then they end up later in life with most of their money in IRAs and 401ks. And if you need to pull out, you know, 50000 for a house remodel, well, guess how much you have to pull out in order to pay taxes plus the house remodel? Right. Almost almost twice that amount. So you run into a tax trap. And then when you leave money to your heirs, the best they can do is roll it into an inherited IRA if you've done the beneficiaries the right way. But they'll stay out, have to pay their taxes over their lifetime. So somebody's got to pay it. And what you find out if you do t- proper tax projections once you retire is you can look and clearly see, oh, okay, I'm always going to be at the 15% bracket or the 25% bracket or whatever it may be. And you also look at the situation that says, well, I can actually take quite a bit more income than I thought and be at a 15% federal rate. And the best capital gains rate can be low, as low as zero, sometimes 10%, sometimes 15%. So what you do is you do projections, and you always want to look to your IRAs first and say, how much can I pull out and maintain a 15% bracket, which is about 75 grand plus your itemized deductions in a general basis. And you always you know, run this through with your tax advisor. Always realize that 85% of your Social Security is taxable. The idea here is that if you get to towards the end of the year, let's say around uh, late November, and you say, okay, I've looked at all my income sources, my dividends, my interest, my rental income, my Social Security pension, and I realize that I've got 15 grand left at this existing bracket, and I'm always going to be at this existing bracket. I don't need to take that money out and spend it, so I'm going to take that 15 grand out of my IRA and convert it to a Roth. And as long as you have cash on the sidelines outside of these accounts to pay the taxes with, it's a great strategy because... It'll set up an account that within five years, it's tax-free to you for the rest of your life. It'll set up an account that you can leave to your kids or grandkids that's tax-free for the rest of their lives. And it and it reduces the taxes over time. So stop focusing on how can I pay the least amount of taxes today. Start focusing on how can I spread the tax burden out evenly over my lifetime and pay the least amount of taxes now. Because, I mean, Rob, do you think taxes are going to go up in the, in the future? Or, or My assumption lower? is yes, except for logic tells me old people vote, and it's tough to you know, raise taxes on them without them getting very upset and voting you out. But my assumption is yes. Yeah, but really old people forget to vote, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Be um, good. 
<laughs> just kidding. I'm actually, I feel like I just said a Rob joke. Oh, no, no, no. Don't tag it on me. <laughs> Chad Burton hates old people. <laughs> I love old people. Um, we should, we so should get a bumper sticker. <laughs> I love old people. I hate old people. And then put something <laughs> underneath it like tax burdens. Every single one of my clients is, is mad at me right now. <laughs> no, they're not. Everyone that's is listening. So. They know this is no. something we have to talk about. You know, the yeah, burdens on yeah. society. Things we promised. Yeah. And I think that, you know, hopefully there'll be at some point in life a uh, clarification of the tax code. But we have created a, a lot of debt. And I think debt to GDP is, it's grown, but it's still not anywhere close to Japan levels, right? Um but there's going to be there's going to have to be changes when it comes to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid in California. That's called Medi-Cal. Um, there's got to be some changes to fund that. Now, hopefully it's changes at the fiscal level that create growth. But there's probably going to be a little bit of that plus a little bit of increase in taxes. Because when I got into the business, Rob, in uh, back in the early 90s, capital gains taxes were 27 percent. They're 15 percent. If you make a certain amount of income Lower than the 15% bracket, the capital gains can be even less. So this is the lowest tax structure I've seen in my over 22 years in the business. Um, so that tells me that because of the debt that we see and because of the aging population, we'll likely see higher taxes. So that's why it's an issue of let's look at those IRAs. Those IRAs, 401ks, things like that, they're a ticking tax time bomb. If you let them continue to grow and grow and grow until you're forced to pay the taxes either at 70 and a half or when you die, then part of your income projection, your planning and retirement, the first step to, before you can answer the question, which accounts do I draw from first? You have to look at your IRA strategy and, uh, look at, um, you know, which, how much should I take out? And then you can target the accounts, the other accounts to draw from in addition to your IRAs. Gotcha. CFP Chad Burton, we're talking the pillars of retirement income planning. He has a resource, i.e. a PDF that you can go download off his website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We do webinars and seminars on content like this and similar to it, which you can see at his website, newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't ever be shy. Give me a call. Ask me a question. Like I said, Chad's got a lot of good content at his website uh, that's downloadable and gives you time to check it out. All I really, really want the show to do is get people to retirement. And at times when there's money to be made, we'll make money together. At times when there's money to be saved by not making a mistake, we'll do that together. Uh, but at some point in time, maybe in retirement, tip a, a glass of champagne to me or something along those lines. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. And here's the $170 million income earner. She's paying a lot of taxes, I hope. Uh, with that said, when you're 15, it's something kind of cool.
at Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you telling people what I do, and then I'm out there. Anytime you could give me some free press, that's great. For instance, if you've got children, have them listen to a show. But even more importantly, if they're in their 20s or 30s, have them email me and say, hey, my mom or dad said to drop you an email. And you might be able to give me some ideas. I've got an email that I've been using for a couple years that's, I think, simply amazing. Um, it's 20 things, it's, it's 10 things to do in your 20s. Um, it's not super complicated, um, but I think it's a good start to start thinking about money and what you might be forgetting or missing out on. So... If you have kids, have them email me, and like I said, I'll do my very, very best to give you some good, solid information, whether you're in your 20s or in your 30s. I know there's a lot of people right now in their 30s who have saved not one single penny, and I'll be honest with you, you're probably going to retire poor, or you hope you're going to inherit well, and I can tell you that doesn't always work out, so be cautious on that one. Um, Let me give you an example. I've got a friend who, she's got a sister, so it's two sisters, and her parents inherited $1.4 million from, I guess, her grandparents, right? And this is a sad story, because money started getting spent like it's never been spent before. Uh, my friend's parents were teachers, and government workers. So the government worker has a great pension, great pension. So when 1.4 million comes in, you pay taxes and everything on that. You know, everything's you know, lined up correctly. Uh, you start telling people, okay, I'm going to give this daughter 200,000, this daughter 200,000. So suddenly, a big chunk of it's gone. I'm going to give you know 100,000 dollars to a remodel in the house. I'm going to get a car at 60,000, and then the money just starts disappearing after that. (laughs) And you don't know how, but you already see how a big chunk of it, boom, just like that, was gone. Um, So the inheritance that, you know, that people thought they were going to get, you know, the daughter saw 1.4 million there, uh, with another million coming in later on, that's just not going to be there. Uh, Because it it got spent, you know, the the parents are in their mid-70s, and, you know, their windfall, instead of leaving a legacy like their parents, the grandparents left her parents, the parents don't really want to leave a legacy. So, um, and it's worthy of note. And they're not shy about that. So, uh, so if you have children, a lot of people aren't going to make it to retirement. If you have children in your 20s or 30s, have them drop me an email, and I've got some basic emails that I could send out. Again, none of them are going to change your life, like um, get insured. I don't think that's a piece of advice that's crazy, but a lot of people don't think about it. 
Um, renter's insurance is important. Homeowner's insurance is important. Car insurance is very important, especially to shop around. So not only how much are you spending, but how much coverage you get. Um, I use Geico and USAA, and I've changed my policy between them probably three times in the last 25 years. Um, I'm not shy about that. So uh, my homeowners, I, I get an amazing rate through USAA. I don't know if you ever watched the commercials, but uh, they're the commercials where it goes, my dad served, or it's because my dad served. And it's, you know, and I'm proud to be an American. USAA is one of those groups that is set up to give veterans um, health care, not health care, but insurance benefits. And they do a really, really nice job. Um, and it's it, it's weird because... Um, I'm thankful for my dad for, you know, half of his genetics. I'm thankful that, you know, he had six kids because I was the sixth one. <laughs> I was the fifth one, excuse me. Sorry, Susan. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't forget about you. Um, but that's a lot of kids in this day and age. Uh, I'm thankful for my dad for a lot of things. I, and you've heard me before. I'm, I'm bitter on a couple of things. Uh, my dad was a, a clear-cut alcoholic. He was an orphan. And he went to Vietnam twice, and he was never the same man uh, that he could have been. So he had a lot of potential that uh, had to be bottled up inside from having six kids, as well as going to Vietnam. So, uh, But get your kids involved in money so that they don't turn into a disaster. You know, My dad got me involved with USAA, and they're great car insurance, they're great homeowners insurance, um, you know, at one point in time in my life, I dated a, I tried to date. She was a little too, um, let's just say I, my, my testosterone was probably greater than her desire. And, uh, you know, she's real pretty and uh, she worked for State Farm. And, you know, this was right after high school, almost before college. And uh, I remember her very, very well and very clearly, but I remember visiting her at the State Farm Insurance office. And I was like, why do you work for State Farm? And because, like, you don't really need, and I'm just going to upset a lot of agents. A lot of agents, insurance agents, aren't needed. Some are very needed, uh, but most are not. USAA and GEICO don't really have insurance agents. They've got call centers. Um, and every time I've had an accident, they've sent out an adjuster immediately to take a look at the damage and stuff like that. Um, but they run a thinner ship than most. They're not the middleman sometimes is that insurance agent. So anyway, like I said, you listen, I'll do my best to give you good quality information. And like, I didn't get a chance to flush out that commentary terribly well, terribly smartly there, but I think you know where I was trying to go. Don't be afraid to ask questions. My name is Rob Black. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, and Facebook. Uh, I hate Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.